Hey, this is Heidi Dawson. If you love all things health and wellness and style of any kind, hang out here with me each week. I'm obsessed with never-ending improvement, and it's all in an effort to help each one of us live a wildly successful lifestyle. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hi guys, welcome to episode 131 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. So don't forget, if you love this episode, you can copy it and share it, and also scroll down and give me a five-star rating. I would love it, I promise. Okay, I was running this last week, and when I run, really when I'm anywhere, if, you, if I'm being honest, I love to look at the different homes and what I love about them. And also, because I'm an interior designer by trade, I also think about what I would do to make them better. It's just how I am. Anyway, there was this house that has a really nice yard, but they have wood blinds on the windows and they're always crooked, like really crooked. And I thought to myself, well, that must feel kind of sad from the inside. I wouldn't want to live in that house. Now, I don't know why they would leave it like that. And then I thought, well, maybe they don't even notice it anymore. They may have become so accustomed to it that they don't even see it. There's another home down the street that does the bare minimum to keep the yard police away. And there are yard police in the town that I live in. They actually have a measuring tool to measure the grass. <laughs> anyway, they do the bare minimum. And I thought, you know, they probably do the bare minimum on the inside too. That was just a thought in my head. But also when I see a home that's really beautiful and well manicured on the exterior, I kind of think it's probably the same on the inside. You know, it's not necessarily true, of course, but odds are better than the one that isn't cared for on the exterior. So it got me thinking, when you see someone that takes really good care of themselves and they look great, more often than not, we, we kind of think they're probably healthy somewhat on the inside too. So I, I thought about my life and me as a whole. If I were a house, would I want to live there? I mean, this is only, I want you to do this for yourself too, just for you, not for anyone else. I mean, we're not trying to get in anyone else's business as much as we'd like to. <laughs> just think about you. If you were a house and you had all the inside scoop on it, would you want to live there? So what do people look for in a home? I, I was Googling and the top things that kept coming up were location, curb appeal, style and condition of the house, and then also the surrounding homes, surrounding neighborhoods, and how they're maintained. So how would we rate on a few of these main areas? So let's start with location. Where are you mentally? <laughs> are you putting yourself in a good frame of mind daily? I mean, that seems to be getting harder and harder. Everyone's fighting for our attention. And the really effective marketers, meaning the media and the politicians, they know the way to, to get that attention is to scare the living daylights out of us. And we've seen that with COVID and politics recently. So are you just hanging out in your house, watching TV, letting someone else control all of your thoughts? I mean, really think about where you are mentally right now. Is, that a, is it a good location? Is it a good place to live? Or is the neighborhood going downhill? <laughs> well, studies show that Americans watch up to six hours a day on average of TV. I, I was blown away. The TV is on 
for about eight hours a day. That's just TV. It doesn't include your phone. And that's even scarier. It shows some, some Americans spend up to 12 hours a day in front of their screens in their home. And when I was researching that, it made me sad to think about it. I mean, I've been pretty honest if you listen to my Wednesday interviews that my phone for a while there sort of became an addiction. I mean, my brain needed to be scrolling, uh, whether it was you know for distraction or whatever. I was addicted to know what the next crisis was. I mean, I was concerned always about what's going on, what's going on with politics, what's going on with COVID. And then all of a sudden I realized I, something had to change. So I stopped everything. No news, no Twitter. I get on Instagram to post my podcast and my videos, but I kind of time myself because I don't want to be controlled by that gadget. I want to live. I mean, my brain was feeling so cluttered uh, with needing the next hit of drama or crisis that I literally felt like an addict. And I'm not proud of that. But I say it because for the last solid month, my life has changed exponentially inside because I'm back in control of me and my thoughts, not that gadget. And I call it a gadget because that's about the level of importance it needs to be. And I used to, the second my husband would leave the room, feel the need to grab and scroll. And if he went to the restroom at a, at a restaurant, I'd immediately grab my phone. Now, yesterday, I kind of noticed when he got up, my hand sort of automatically went for my phone in my purse. And I was like, there's that old thought pattern. But I resisted and I sat there and just sort of enjoyed being present. My, my brain is calmer. The, cutter, the clutter is clearing. I'm aware of it now. So many of us become accustomed to putting ourselves last that we stop noticing the areas that really need our help. And it isn't going to get any easier to take care of yourself as we go on. It's going to get harder the longer you wait. I know a lot of people will say, well, I'm going to you know, take care of myself when the kids get older or when I stop working or whatever. You know, It isn't going to get any easier. Now, we used to know that zoning out in front of the TV wasn't great for our physical health. Turns out it's just as bad for our mental health. <laughs> People who watch over three hours a day of TV actually do worse on cognitive tests than those that don't. There's a ton of research on this stuff, and if you really want to get scare yourself, <laughs> go take a look at it. It'll wake you up quickly. All right, now, curb appeal. And I know this is a touchy subject, okay? My husband and I were at a nice restaurant for dinner. It was a really nice restaurant. And we noticed a couple that came in. They were both wearing sort of ill-fitted shorts and kind of t-shirts and tennis shoes. And I know some of you may roll your eyes at this, but look, the way that you present yourself is kind of the way you run your life. And I know some may get offended when we talk about appearance. I had a friend tell me recently that she complimented someone and they felt attacked because we aren't supposed to be judged by looks. She literally complimented her and she felt attacked. Well, I'm going to let you know where I stand on this. <laughs> I truly believe with all my heart that we are each unique and beautiful in our own way. Now, a beautiful person inside is definitely uh, more important than being beautiful on the outside. Now, that doesn't mean, though, that our physical appearance doesn't matter. 
We have to do the best we can with what God gave us. And society's going to tell us what's conventional, you know, beauty is. But I think anyone who really takes care of themselves inside and outside, they eat healthy, they exercise, they take pride in how they present themselves, I think they're beautiful. And we all have it in us to be so. We've all seen those HGTV shows that we love where they take a house that maybe wasn't the most attractive, but you let the right person get a hold of it and they bring out its unique beauty. Are you bringing out your unique beauty? Because you have it. You were born with it. But beauty doesn't just happen naturally for most of us. We have to work hard at it. And then always remember to present yourself in the best way possible. Study after study show that what you wear and how you present yourself greatly affects not only what others think, which I know is less important, but nonetheless, it's true. I mean, who doesn't want to make a a good first impression? And we have seven seconds to do that. So it's got to be based on your dress and basically your smile, your attitude. But more importantly, it greatly affects with how you perceive yourself, how you act, how effective you are, how confident you are in interacting with others. So it's super important. All right, another thing people look for in a home is the surrounding homes and how they're maintained. Are you surrounding yourself with people that inspire you, people that challenge you, people that raise your standards? Our relationships can be one of the main causes of joy, or they can cause us a lot of pain. I'm sure you know that. My favorite, Tony Robbins, says that if you want to change your life, change your business, and change your relationship, you have to change your standards. You've got to limit the negative influences in your life, and you have to maximize the positive, uplifting influences. The people that we surround ourselves with, I mean, they affect our mood, our worldview. They even they affect the expectations that we put on ourselves. Now, Jim Rohn says that you're a sum of the five people you spend the most time with. I'm sure you've heard that. Think about that for a minute. Who are you hanging out with the most? Are you satisfied with where they are in life? Do they inspire you? Do they raise your standards? They don't all have to do that, but you should try to surround yourself with some that do. Okay, and look, you know when people put their home on the market, they're like crazy people making sure everything's just right so they get the top offer? The same thing goes for people who all of a sudden they find themselves single. I mean, they usually whip themselves into shape so quick (laughs) so that they can attract, attract the best mate. But why wait? Like my sister's old boss said, don't wait to be great, especially if you're married. I mean, your partner matters, and they might not say it, but they care. (laughs) Have you let yourself go because life happens? Now's the time to get back in fighting shape. And on the same note, don't wait to fix your home up to sell it either. You're worthy of living in a home that meets your standards. So if putting your home on the market would make you cringe because it's kind of in shambles, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and fix it now. My challenge to you this week is to take a look at your life and ask yourself, if I were a house, would I want to live there? And even if you aren't on the market, if you aren't single and ready to mingle, are you making yourself a priority? Are you treating yourself with dignity and showing yourself that you're worthy? You matter because you are worthy and you are valued. Let's start treating ourselves that way. 
And if you aren't surrounding yourself with higher standards, then you be the standard. My guess is if you are a loyal listener, you already are or you're on your way to being the standard setter. And remember, you're uniquely beautiful in that you have so many qualities that make you into the person that you are. Keep building on those qualities and add to them. Be the person you wish you had as a friend or a mentor. And keep listening because like I always say, we're only going bigger and better places together and I love that about us. So don't wait to be great. I love you guys and I'll talk to you in a few days. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together and I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.